Merry Christmas, everybody. How many of y'all did not feel like getting up? I had too much eggnog last night and didn't get out of my, my onesie. Merry Christmas. I'm Miles McPherson. Welcome to our post-Christmas service. I hope you uh, saw our special Christmas service service last night. It was awesome. We had kids, music, uh, the word. We, we sang. We had gifts. But today we have a special message for you. Um, I want to welcome everybody from all our campuses, all around San Diego, around the world. God bless you. Yes, I am going to share a message today in my onesie, in my onesie. I, I know after Christmas, no one wants to get out of bed. and Everyone wants to, you know, just kind of walk around in their pajamas. Well, that's what I'm going to do today. And we are going to have an amazing message. You know, last night, yesterday, we had a special service. Uh, the Rock Family uh, special, and we had two twins here, and I asked them which one was older, and one of them said her. The boy said her, and I said, why were you late to the boy? Why was he the second child born? And he said something very fascinating to me. He said, I was the closest to my mother's heart, and I was like, whoa. I was trying to be sarcastic saying, why were you late? And he was like, I was the closest to my mother's heart. Um, I want to challenge you and encourage you as we end this year that you would purpose in your heart to be closer to God's heart. That you would purpose in your heart that you would be closer to God's heart. And by the way, even if it makes you late, even if you don't get what you want, even if it changes the direction of your life, that you say, I'm going to be so close to God's heart and when his heart beats, my heart's going to beat. Listen, before I pray, please... Um, Hit the share button. We want to make sure your friends see this. Uh, this is a Gucci. No, it's not Gucci. I don't know where this is from. This is Walmart. So we want to pray. And I, I'm so encouraged about this message today. So let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for Christmas. Thank you for um, just coming into the world and being our Savior. And I pray that you encourage us today as we... Um, not only celebrate what happened yesterday, but really what you're going to do in the rest of our life and the rest of this year. But as we prepare for next year, that you would prepare our hearts and encourage us, especially in a time when some people are celebrating, but other people are mourning their Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I was thinking today and yesterday in this whole Christmas season about uh, my family. I have three kids and a grandson. And and when my kids were babies, and then even before that, when my wife was pregnant with our first child, who was my oldest daughter, and I was thinking about all the anticipation of my daughter being born. First, finding out my wife was pregnant, then getting her room set up, and one of my uh, teammates bought a crib. It was his, our first crib, his first crib. He bought us a crib uh, as a gesture to us. Uh, getting the tests, seeing the, Insta, the Instagram, <laughs> the sonogram, <laughs> the sonogram. My kids didn't have Instagram in the womb. The sonogram and, and hearing the heartbeat. And then my wife's belly got bigger and bigger. Uh, and then seeing the baby move, it was like, you know, those little scary movies where you see a stomach move like there's somebody inside because there was somebody inside. And the whole anticipation of the, of the baby being born, they, we didn't do reveals at that time, back then, at least I don't remember. But um, uh, then we went to the hospital. My wife went into labor on a Saturday. We were playing the Raiders on Sunday. 
So I was at the game one of my wife having a baby, and sure enough, got off the field. She was in, in, in the hospital, ran to, raced to the hospital, and at 12.30 a.m., my daughter was born. She had a cone head, because when your baby, when you come out, your head's kind of shaped into a cone. She had a cone head. She, she looked like Bobby Brown for y'all. Remember Bobby Brown? She had a little bump, bump over here. And I remember seeing her and feeling a love I never had in my life. It was the most exciting build-up delivery experience of my life. And then we had to go home. And I remember walking to the car like it was yesterday to my blue 280ZX, putting the baby in the car and looking back at the nurse crying. We were both crying saying, aren't you coming with us? Because we were scared to death. What happens if the baby stop, never stops crying? What happens if the baby can't go to the bathroom? What happens if the baby does, doesn't wake up? What are we going to do? We were so scared. And after this incredible experience, there was a big letdown. Christmas can be the same thing. I would imagine a lot of y'all have been uh, looking forward to Christmas. Um, you know, you got your tree set up. You got your ornaments set up. Uh, you anticipating gifts, you anticipating family coming over, having great meals. Uh, and then Christmas comes and you have the holiday, you have the saying, you try to stand under the mistletoe so you can get someone to kiss you. You got eggnog. I had too much eggnog last night. Uh, and all this buildup and then it happens. And afterward, there is nothing but chaos. There's nothing but a mess. There's nothing but a letdown. There's a discouragement. Some people call it uh, holiday anxiety. They call holiday grief. Um, around Christmas time and holidays, there's a lot of sadness because people feel like they just failed for the whole year. It's another year thrown away. I know sometimes I feel that way during the end of the year. I feel like, you know, man, I didn't do this, didn't do that. And, and it's, it's a letdown. There are a lot of family DUIs. People say, Aunt B's coming over, and they start tipping the bottle because they can't take their family. You know, y'all know, y'all got them cray-cray cousins, right? There's pain from past hurts. There's loneliness of loss. People have lost family members, and they're doing Christmas again without those family members. The pandemic has made it worse. People can't travel. They can't see their family. And then they have to social distance, where really we should just physical distance, but be socially close. And we're reminded that we're alone. A lot of people who uh, feel like I'm never going to get married, I'm, I'm never going to have someone significant, and they're reminded um, on holidays where that is even exasperated and exaggerated. And so there's increased loneliness. And this chaos after Christmas hits people in different ways. And many people don't want to talk about it because it looks like everybody else is happy. I want to talk to you about that because I can't imagine that this was any different with the first Christmas, with Jesus, when was Jesus was born, that Mary and Joseph had this same Christmas chaos in their life. Now, I want to go through their story because they had all the hype going into Christmas, all the hype. We're going to read about all the hype they had, and then something horrible happened as soon as Jesus was born. So let's read. Let's read. Matthew, let's go. We're going to read some, some verses and these verses are telling us about the hype of Christmas. Now, I'll, as you read this, I want you to know that if Mary and Joseph could deal with all this hype and then a letdown, if Mary and Joseph can deal with and experience the greatest birth ever and then the letdown that we're going to describe, you can. And I want to encourage you, if you're feeling discouraged today, 
You may be at church by yourself. You may be watching this at home by yourself and you know you have paper or whatever around your house or maybe you don't have any gifts. No one ever gave you anything and you're discouraged. I want to let you know that you are not alone, that God has a plan for your life and hopefully something I say or something I've already said is going to encourage you to not quit on your life, not quit on your dreams, not quit on your purpose and what God has put on your life. So let's, let's read. I want to read the hype because the hype of Jesus' birth was like no other birth. It was like no other holiday. It was like no other, anything you can anticipate couldn't have been anything bigger than this. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Talk about hype. Hey, Joseph, your wife is pregnant, and it ain't by you, okay? It's, okay, now you want to get your dukes up. No, it's by God. What can you do? And she's going to have a son, and he is going to save the world from their sin. That's hype. I mean, I got to believe there's going to be a big party when that birth happens and a lot of celebration. Look what it says, a message to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city called Galilee named Nazareth. An angel was sent to Mary, to a virgin betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in and said to her, said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Think about this. An angel said to her, rejoice, favored one. You have found favor with God and you are blessed of God. God has bestowed his grace on you and you are blessed among women. In other words, you are known as a woman of grace. You are known as a woman of, of a gentle spirit. You are known as a woman of encouraging positive words. You are known as a woman who seeks God, who is humble, who is obedient. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. And the angel, think about God coming and telling you that. And then it says, when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, saying, consider what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said, do not be afraid. Now, that is a key thing. Do not be afraid. And it says, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him a throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Now, that's a lot to digest. Think about it. Your son, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. It says, uh, the angel said, do not be afraid. You will conceive a son in your womb and bring forth a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great. He will be called son of the highest. The, and the Lord God will give him a throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob, and there will be no end to his throne. Look, I'm just trying to get my son to play t-ball. <laughs> I just want my son to graduate high school. This guy is going to be, he's going to reign forever, forever. He's going to be the, known as the son of the highest. This is a lot of hype. So this is a lot of buildup, and Mary must be tripping. This angel says she's blessed. Her husband, or to be, gets told in a separate dream, 
your wife's going to be pregnant with God, with God, son, the son of God, and he's going to die for the sins of the world, pay for the sins of the world. This is a big deal. So Mary, you're blessed. You're going to have a son. He's going to be son of the most high. He's going to sit on the throne of David. He's going to, his throne is never going to cease. How do you process? What does that mean? How does he have an eternal throne? Is he never going to die? And then Mary said to the angel, how? I, she said, I ain't never been with a guy. How am I going to get pregnant? And the angel said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Well, what the heck does that mean? And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Oh, snap. This is Mary. I'm going to have the Son of God. How does that work? The Holy Spirit's going to come upon me. I'm going to be pregnant, and I'm going to have a Son of God who's going to sit on the throne of David, and I don't get it. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age, and this is now her sixth month for her who was called barren. Your, your, your relative, Elizabeth, you know how old she is. She ain't having no kids. She's been married, pregnant for six months. For God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold your maidservant, let it be according to your word. All she said, Okay. Okay, whatever you want to do. That's a lot of hype. That's a lot of stuff to process for a young girl. Look what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 41. It says, It happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb. John the Baptist. Elizabeth's mother bathed in the womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she spoke out a loud voice saying, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mary walks in with Jesus in the, in the womb, and the Holy Spirit jumped on John. So she's actually carrying the presence of God. And she said, Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So, so Mary's hearing this from the angel. She's hearing it from her husband-to-be, she's seen the evidence of it that she's getting pregnant. She's seen the evidence of the Holy Spirit uh, moving in her cousin, in, in her cousin's baby. She's seen all this. And then the wise men, Matthew chapter 2, more hype. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east in Jerusalem saying, where is he who was born king of the Jews? She's getting confirmed. I just gave birth to the king. For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshiped. And when they opened their treasures and presented to him gold, frankincense, and my favorite word, myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Listen, if you just join us, I'm Miles Affairs, Pastor Rock, and yes, I am preaching in a onesie. You can laugh, it's okay. Um, so, the whole the angel talks to her, the angel talks to Joseph, the Holy Spirit's moving from her womb into John, her cousin's baby, and then these wise men with all this pompous circumstance and all these riches and camels and all this big uh, entourage come and worship the baby. She must be tripping. She must be thinking, oh, we set. We got gold, which they gave a king. We got frankincense, which they gave a priest. And we got myrrh because Jesus was going to die. Myrrh was used to embalm bodies. Jesus was born to die. They were prophesying that he is going to die. So you would think they're set. They got cash. They got a king as a son. Everybody's affirmed it. God has affirmed it. God has said you are favored. 
And then it happened. Now, before I get into this, let me tell you something. If you're experiencing something today and you're discouraged today, I want you to think about what you're getting ready to read because sometimes the best way to get rid of a problem is to get a bigger problem. And the best way to get a bigger problem is to help somebody with theirs. So at some point you can walk away. You don't want a bigger problem on yourself, but you go help somebody else to give you perspective. I want you to imagine you just had the son of God. You were just told you were favored by God. You were just told your son is going to save the, uh, the world from their sins, that he's going to be son of the most high. He's going to sit on the throne of David forever. You just saw these dudes walk from a thousand miles away to worship your son, your baby. And then this happened. Look what it says. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. When they had departed... An angel, when the, when the wise men departed, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise, take your young child and his mother and flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word because the king is going to try to kill your son. Okay, holla, 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 holla. I thought I was supposed to have the son of God. I thought we were supposed to have this eternal throne and, and that God, I'm favored by God and, and, and he's going to be son of the most high. How is it that now I got to run for my life? Here's the thing about this. Um, the devil always tries to kill the baby. When Moses was born, Moses was born and Moses was going to deliver the Jews from slavery and they tried to kill him. They tried to kill all the boys. Now, if you have a dream and you're starting out in a relationship, you're starting out pursuing your dreams, pursuing a vision of your life, guaranteed the devil is gonna to try to kill the baby. He's gonna to try to destroy your dream before you even get started. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. Listen, we're ending this year, it's day after Christmas, we got five more days for the end of the year, you're gonna start a new year, and you're thinking you're gonna go, you know, start your year right, you're gonna work out, you're gonna eat, you're gonna start a business, whatever it is, the devil's gonna to try to destroy the baby. As soon as you start, even before you start, he's going to tell you you can't do it. He's going to throw roadblocks. I'm telling you, you got to fight through them. Do not quit. That's just a side note, but I'm telling you. So God told Mary Joseph, devil's trying to come after your baby. you got to flee. Imagine running for your life right after your baby dies. Let's keep reading. I'm going to keep reading verse 14. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and was there until the death of Herod. And that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when, they, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, he was exceedingly angry and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and younger, according to the time he had determined from the wise men. Think about it. It's the same thing they do with Moses. Kill all the boys. That then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and a great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Imagine how many kids were killed and how much pain and destruction was done to try to kill Jesus. Matthew 2.19, when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came to the land of Israel. 
But when he heard Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there and being warned by God in a dream. Third time, by the way, we're going to get to that. He turned aside into the region of Galilee and he came and dwelt in the city of Nazareth that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. There's three things I want you to do. Number one, clear out noise chaos and listen to the voice of God. If you're sitting there by yourself and you're thinking in your head all the things that you would have, should have, could have, all the things you don't have, all the disappointments, all the apparent failures in your life that the devil is actually exaggerating, they're not as true as you think, you are going to drive yourself crazy. Three times, three times, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream when they were running from Herod three times to give him direction that we know about. Look what it says, Luke, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise, take your young child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Matthew 2, 19. Now when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Arise, take your child to the land of Israel. And then... Matthew 2.22, but when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father, he was afraid and being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. Now, God may not speak to you in a dream, but God is going to speak to you. God is going to speak to you. Even when people are chasing you, even when people are stabbing you in the back, cursing your name, whatever it is, or the, the voices in your head are driving you crazy, you have to separate yourself and let God speak to you. When my, my kids were little, my two daughters were in the living room and one was dancing around and the other one wasn't. And the one that was dancing around was eh, you know, laughing and twirling around. And my other daughter was saying, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. And we're thinking, what is she saying? And she kept saying over and again, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. And what she was saying was, I can't hear it. She saw her daughter, her sister dancing and thought there was music playing. But she couldn't hear the music. Because the music was in her head. Whatever you listen to, it's based on what you're tuned into. You're going to dance to the music in your head, but the music is going to be determined by who, what station you're tuned into. And I'm going to encourage you, get the noise out and tune into the Holy Spirit. Get in a quiet place alone on a regular basis and listen to God. I'm going to give you some verses real quick. Please write these down. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, now it came to pass when he was praying in a certain place. And when he ceased, that one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus was praying, praying by himself. Mark 135, in the morning, having risen long before daylight, he went out and departed to a place to pray. Um, Luke chapter 9, verse 18, now it happened that he was praying alone with his disciples. Mark 646, at the end, Taken a leave from them, he went to the mountain to pray. Uh, Luke 6, 12, in these days he went into the hills to pray and all night continued to pray. Jesus was tuned in to the voice of his father. If you are tuned into gossip, social media, Fox CNN, news stations, whatever, if that's your source of information, you will go crazy. You have to be tuned into God's voice. And even though Joseph was sleeping in a dream, God said, I got your undivided attention. How can God get your undivided attention? Number two, um, clear out 
the clutter chaos and get rid of the unnecessary stuff in your life. Let me tell you something. We all been there. You get this gift and you open it up with anticipation and you go, hey, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> you never wear it. It don't fit. It ain't your color. It ain't your style. I mean, go to the go to the mall the day after Christmas today. Go to the mall and see all the people taking stuff back that they don't want or it's the wrong size or whatever. Can you imagine having a baby and that day that the, the, the wise men come and worship you, and then that day you say, you got to run to Egypt because they're going to kill you. You don't have time to be taking a bunch of stuff with you. They had to take only what was necessary. If you are going to walk with God, you're going to be able to walk with God. You can't be taking stuff that's not necessary. I'm, I'll encourage you, go to your closet, clean it out. Look at some of the stuff you got for Christmas that's brand new that you know you're never going to use. Give it away. Exchange it. Do something. Stop holding on to all this stuff in your life and trusting in the stuff to fulfill you because it won't. I remember one of my stuffs was my career, thinking I'm going to play football. And I, while I was playing football, this is, I could never think of doing anything else. And then God said, the stuff I'm going to take away from you is not a thing. It's an emotional attachment. Some of you are emotionally attached to something that God wants you to let go of. Because until you let go of it, you can't walk with him. And he's telling you to go to Egypt. And you can't because you're, you're attached to wherever you're at. Number three, clear out expectation chaos and trust in God's plans. Often when there is conflict between two people, somebody had a misunderstanding of expectation. You tell someone you love them. Well, what does love mean to them? It may mean something different to you. You, sell, you tell somebody no. Well, no may mean something different than, to them than it means to you. You tell somebody, I'll be on time. Well, on time is different to different people. Often when we pray to God and we read the Bible, we think we're understanding what God is saying. He's no, I'm saying something different. He told Mary and Joseph, you're going to have a son. He's going to be the king. He's going to be on David's throne and sit on his throne forever. He's going to die for the sins of the world. He's going to be the son of the most high. And they're thinking, oh, we're going to go to Jerusalem. We're going to be the man. Now, I don't know if they thought they're going to be the man, but they're going to, it's going to be awesome. And he said, no, nah, well, I got a little different. I made something different. Twice in that short passage in Matthew, as God was directing Joseph and Mary, he said, what you are doing is fulfilling something I had already planned a long time ago. Look what it says. Says in Matthew 2:14, when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for, for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled. It might be fulfilled what was spoken through the Lord by the prophets that out of Egypt I call my son. God already knows where he's gonna send you to. It is already planned. He already's got it. You are never gonna be um, uh, a mystery to God. When you're confused and things are chaotic, God says, I already know where I want you to go. You just need to listen to my voice. So I'm going to send you to Egypt because I already predicted I'm going to call you out of Egypt. And then I'm going to bring you back. And you're not going to go to where you thought you should go, to this big city and be in a big palace. You're going to go to this little tiny town called Nazareth. Look what it says. Matthew 2.23. He came and dwelt in the city of Nazareth that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, he shall be called a Nazarene. You know what the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.5? The Bible says that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I sanctified you and called you to be a prophet. You know that before you were, 
God's plan for you was. God already has a plan for you. Now you have to obey him that it may be fulfilled in your life. You get off track, God's going to bring you back. You get off track, God's going to bring you back. But here's the thing. Here we are the day after Christmas and you have to make a decision. Are you going to get rid of the noise and the chaos in your life and listen to the voice of God? Deal with all your mess, deal with all your chaos, deal with all the, the disappointment and the heavy heart and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you with my life because you sent your son to die on the cross and rise from the dead from my sin. And I want to surrender my life to you. So I'm going to give you an opportunity here day after Christmas. I know I'm in a onesie, but it's awesome. Here it is a day after Christmas and you get to give your life to Jesus Christ and start your life over and deal with all the chaos in your life. Get it in order. Get it out of your life and say, Lord, I'm going to surrender it to you because I'm going to surrender my life to you and I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to get the clutter out of my life and I'm going to allow you to direct my steps. All you have to do is something very simple. Is tell Jesus you know you're a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned. Remember, Jesus came to die for our sin. That's what he told Mary. You have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says he's the son of the most high. And believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. And surrender. And let the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that moved through Mary on, into her cousin Elizabeth, that the Holy Spirit will move in your life and take over your life. And you would say, Lord, I'm not going to try to do life my way and the way I see it on social media. I want to do it your way. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes right where you're at. And think about your life. Think about um, your heavy heart. What you're going to do for the rest of this year. What your expectations for next year. And I pray that your desire would simply to be close to God's heart. So in the privacy of your heart, pray this prayer with me if you would like to give your life to Jesus and hand over all the chaos after Christmas to him. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you were born in a manger. That you lived 33 years, never sinned, died on the cross and rose from the dead for me. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. I repent of my sin. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that brought Jesus into the world and rose him from the grave. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. You just asked Jesus to be your savior and it's a relationship, not a religion, a relationship, not a religion. And we wanna help you in that relationship. No matter where you're at in the world, just text the word SAVE to 52525. That's SAVE to 52525. And we wanna help you in that journey. Listen, God bless you. I pray you have a great Sunday. And uh, you can get one of these at any Walmart, Kmart, Target store uh, around the country. Um, I'm sure you want one. It's dope. So God bless you. Merry Christmas.